Welcome to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children and youth through adoption, foster, and kinship care. Hosted by an adoptive mom with over 22 years of kinship and adoptive parenting experience, she's on this journey with you. Please welcome Sandra Flack. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That, of course, is John 3.16. Welcome to the Advent episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. I am Sandra Flack, uh, counting uh, on, counting down the days, right, till Christmas and and continuing our tradition of our Advent episodes throughout the month of December on this podcast. Um, we are just a couple of weeks out. Um, how are you doing? You know, December can be a challenging month for our kiddos, as well as for us parents, um, and all that hustle and bustle and big feelings and behaviors. Um, I've often struggled in the past, really trying to enjoy Christmas to experience that, you know, the Christ of Christmas, right? So several years ago, um, I began utilizing an Advent, uh, sometimes a Christmas devotional or Bible study, just to keep me focused um, and, and um, being able to really focus on Christ during Christmas and, you know, nothing, nothing tedious or time consuming who has time for that. Right. But just rather something that I could utilize during my morning quiet time um, to help me get into the right attitude of the holidays and to just feel that closeness with Christ and to actually enjoy the holiday season. Um, last week we focused on hope as our first uh Advent episode this year. Um, and today we're going to focus on love. But before we begin, um, please check out this helpful resource just for you. Natalie Vecchione of the FASD Hope Podcast and Sandra Flack of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey Podcast would like to invite you to join their Hope for the FASD Journey, a virtual support community for parents and caregivers raising individuals with an FASD, diagnosed or not. This faith-based community includes an online bi-monthly support group, a monthly VIP conversation, and a private Facebook group which includes a video devotional from Natalie and Sandra every Saturday. To register, visit justicefororphansny.org forward slash training forward slash F-A-S-D. I hope you'll consider um, our support community if you are a parent caring for um, a kiddo who has been prenatally exposed to alcohol or other drugs, whether they have a formal diagnosis or not, such a, a, a large percentage of kiddos in child welfare, kiddos in foster and adoptive placements have been prenatally exposed. Um, and they don't often have a diagnosis, but it it makes for an even more challenging parenting journey than um, we already face as parents caring for kids with trauma histories as well. So 
this support group has really become a lifeline for those of us parents um, that are uh, participating in it. We've got great testimonies from folks who are just like, I don't know how I would survive without this group. Um, so I hope you'll check it out. Hope you'll consider it. We do offer scholarships if it's something that you really feel that you want to take advantage of and, and, and or just kind of visit us and see how it goes. Um, we meet three times a month online. We stay connected on a daily basis in our private Facebook group. Uh, and we offer video um, devotional every uh, Saturday morning. We call it Soul Care Saturday. So it's an, a little inspirational video devotional um, that um, I share. Um, Deb Raymond, another um, adoptive mom of a son with FASD. Um, also, we take turns. So you get to hear from um, both of us. And um, it's just a great way to stay connected. So I hope that you will check it out. Uh, in addition to the support group, um, I do offer coaching, um, more of a one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching, some coaching sessions um, for parents who are caring for kids with FASD, again, diagnosed or not, um, to really just try to um, learn more about the neurobehavioral model and some great parenting strategies that and, and just taking a look, helping you look at what symptoms your child is experiencing and what accommodations would maybe help best and um, walk you through that one-on-one. -on -one. So you can learn more about our coaching on our website. Um, and also I do have a lunch and learn coming up our last one of the year. If you're looking for, for yourself or for another family member or a childcare provider, or somebody working with your kiddo, um, just want to learn a little bit more about FASD. Um, it's a great introduction to FASD. So I have a lunch and learn coming up on Wednesday, uh, December 13th at noon Eastern. You can sign up for the lunch and learn. You can um, learn more about the coaching. You can join the support group. All of that is found on our website at justicefororphansny.org. Um, and I will be releasing a new schedule of, of um, FASD workshops uh, coming up for the for the first quarter of the new year. So stay tuned to the website for that information as well. Um, and also please subscribe to this podcast. If you were new-ish uh, to the podcast, we uh, do now post the video version of this podcast on YouTube and some of the other platforms, podcast platforms that offer video. Um, and of course, it's on uh, Apple and Spotify and Google and like all those all those places, right? So wherever you're listening, um, just to let you know, we do have a video, the video version released. We have uh, Justice for Orphans has a, a YouTube channel. So you can check that out there. All of the episodes are there as well, since we've been posting the video. And we... Um, we also would love for you to subscribe or follow or like or however it asks you to do that. Um, this podcast, it makes it um, more um, easy to access for folks who are searching for a podcast about adoption and foster parenting. So please do that. We would love for you to do that. So whew, that was a mouthful. But let's begin. Um, pivot here to our conversation today. But actually, before I get to the Advent message that I have for you, I want to talk, uh, share a little Christmas parenting tip that I'm applying this year. Um, give yourself some grace and simplify. For me, 
I finally did it. I purchased an artificial Christmas tree. Um, regular followers of this podcast um, know that my family often goes to the mountains. We have a camp uh, in the Adirondack Mountains of upstate New York, and we spend a lot of time up there. It's only three hours from our house, so it makes for a great you know, weekend getaway. Sometimes we go for a week. Um, we usually go for the week uh, after Christmas for the, the break from school. We'll go up. So last year, it, we always get a a real tree. And last year, we were so busy. I didn't get the tree. We didn't get it up in the house and up until a week before Christmas. And then the day after we were gone for a week and I had to keep you know, calling home and asking, you know, people to, could you go water my tree? I didn't want to come home to a dead tree. And I kept worrying about is the tree, you know, are there any needles left? Is it going to catch on fire? Just all of that stress and worry. And we didn't even get to really enjoy it as long as we would have liked to, especially for all of the effort, right, that you put into it. So this year I was thinking, you know, if we went to an artificial tree, we could put it up sooner enjoy it longer. I don't have to worry about watering it. We can go away and not worry about it dying. And then I can take it down whenever, when we get back, I don't, there's no rush. Like it takes the stress off of it. So, um, that's what we did. We had, we, I purchased an artificial tree. Um, it came quicker than I thought it would. It like came within two days. I ordered it online. And um, so when it came, my son Slava was excited that the tree came and he helped me set it up um, and got very excited about it. So I'll confess, um, it's not decorated yet. I'm I'm recording this episode um, it's on December 7th uh, and you're hearing it on, I think it's the 13th or after or the 11th or after. And um, so maybe it'll be decorated by the time you actually hear this, but it's been up for one whole week and it comes with the lights already on it, right? So it's, I keep plugging it in, it's lit up and it looks beautiful, but there are like no ornaments on it, except for a few candy canes that Jordan came home from a parade that he was in, had all these candy canes and he just put them all over the tree. So it's sort of decorated right now, but you know what? It's fine. It's good. Grace. You know, I'm extending myself some grace. I'm also downsizing my cookie baking. I'm confessing it here, folks. Um, I have always, since since I had young biological children, so and, and my oldest is 34. So for 34 years, I have enjoyed as a stay-at-home mom baking all these different kinds of cookies. We have a big freezer in our basement. So I would bake and freeze, bake and freeze, bake and freeze. And so I had all these different varieties of cookies. And it just became a tradition over the years, certain, you know, certain kids liked certain ones. And um, it was great. I always had cookies on hand. So if we went somewhere, I just made a tray with the different cookies we had and they would be thought out and we would be off to an event. So um, in a way, I've still been doing that, not as much, but um, last year I realized we had way too many cookies left at the end of the year, you know, and by January 2nd, we all need to go on a diet. So it's like, what do we have all these cookies here for? Um, and I realized I'm making too much and I'm doing too much and I don't need to make six different kinds of cookies. So this year I've given myself permission to choose three cookies that are our absolute can't do Christmas without cookies. Um, and those are the ones that I'm making this year. 
and that's it. And it's okay. So it's okay to simplify. If if you are feeling overwhelmed, if kids are dysregulated, if you are dysregulated, if I'm dysregulated, right? We need to extend some self-care to ourselves, extend ourselves some grace and simplify. Attend less activities, bake less cookies, set out less decorations, prioritize what is most important to you and your family and just simplify the rest. It's okay. It's okay. So that was my Christmas tip. Um, Now I do want to get to the Advent uh, message that I would like to share with you. I opened the episode with John 316, which at first glance doesn't seem like a Christmassy um, Bible verse, but looking closely, it really is, right? God loved us so much that he sent his son, his greatest gift to us, born of a virgin, a baby in a manger who grew up, lived a sinless life, and willingly gave his life for us so that we can have eternal life. Now, this gift did not come all wrapped up in a pretty package with a neat and tidy bow on top. Um, Nope, this gift came wrapped in pain and suffering, topped with abuse and rejection, really. But in God's upside down economy, it was the greatest gift ever given to us. Jesus was despised and rejected and plotted against, abandoned by friends, misunderstood, beaten and bruised for our transgressions, nailed to a cross. He bled and died for us, was buried in a tomb. But just when the world seemed darkest, God's light shone and the stone was rolled away to reveal an empty grave. After defeating death, Jesus stepped out of the grave and so can we. The gift of love is our hope and our joy on our brightest of occasions and our darkest of days. This parenting journey is hard, right? And it can be especially difficult this time of year. But don't let that rob you of the love God expressed or the hope, joy, and peace he pours out to us, to you and to me. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Romans 
5, 1 through 5, are wonderful verses to reflect on during the Advent season. It's all there. Peace, hope, joy, and love. In fact, verse 8 goes on to say, But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The verses also mention suffering. Sorry, folks. Suffering that produces endurance and character in us. Yes, suffering is a part of our growth process. We won't grow spiritually mature without it. In my Advent devotional that I was I shared last week, it is called The Dawn of Redeeming Grace, Daily Devotions for Advent um, by Sinclair Ferguson. Um, it's a pretty red Christmassy looking book. And I shared last week, I have no idea where I got this book. It just was in a pile of books I was going through on the bookshelves and, I, and I'd never read it before. Uh, and I'm like, I'm doing this one this year. I don't know where it came from, but apparently this is the one. Um, So I want to read to you um, about uh, a little bit out of here um, in this chapter, the chapter that I was reading um, this week. um, It's called A Virgin Conception. And he really focuses on Joseph, um, the adoptive dad of Jesus. And I just want to read this little paragraph because it really spoke to me. But view this scene from another angle, for this is the story of how Joseph came to receive Jesus Christ into his home, into his life, and into his heart. It is a glimpse into the way the Heavenly Father was preparing him, Joseph, to nurture his, God's, incarnate son. And as is often true in both scripture and the history of the church, the man God uses, he first bruises. Joseph was being completely cast completely on the Lord. The man God uses, he first bruises. Hmm. Think about it. Think about it. And then here on on the next, the very next page, there's another paragraph. This pattern is repeated in scripture. Jacob needed to be wounded by the angel of the Lord if he was to walk into the sunrise. Joseph had to be brought low in Egypt before he could be God's instrument of both provision in the famine and reconciliation in his family from Genesis. Isaiah discovered that he, Jerusalem's most eloquent prophet, was a man of unclean lips before he could speak with the power of the Holy One of Israel. Simon Peter had to sink to his knees in order to be able to lift Jesus high. What about you? In what ways has the Lord graciously brought you low in the past or in some way right now in order to use you for his purpose? We all navigate challenges and walk through trials, whether it's parenting our kids, caring for our aging or sick parents, 
we have marriage struggles, sickness or injury, loss of a loved one, financial problems. These are all real world trials that each of us goes through at one time or another, but we don't go through it alone for God so loved the world, for God so loved you, for God so loved me that he gave his only son so that you, me, we will believe and have eternal life. In Christ, in God, in God's greatest gift of love, our eternity is secure and he gave us the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit to guide us along this world's path until we're securely home with him. So we have the gift of Jesus, God's son, and the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us, right? This earthly journey is filled with trials and tribulations, but Jesus, Jesus, from the cradle to the cross, from the grave to the sky, has overcome them all for you and I. Friends, as we navigate the the holiday season, when we're shopping for gifts, wrapping presents, placing them under the tree, every time you see a gift, praise God for his greatest gift of love to us. Use that symbol of a gift, right? Because we're all going to be wrapping gifts for our loved ones. We're going to be putting gifts under the tree. We see gifts when we're out and about in stores, all wrapped in, in window displays, right? Every time we see a gift, whether we're handed the gift or we're giving the gift, or we just see the gift displayed, use that as a reminder of the greatest gift, Jesus. Every year I take a picture of our Christmas tree all lit up at the end of the night. Sometimes it's like midnight after everybody went to bed, all the gifts are under the tree, the room is dark, and I turn on the Christmas tree light so just the tree is glowing, and I take a picture. If I don't remember to do it at night, I'll do it in the morning because usually I'm the first one up in the morning. I have teenagers. Nobody gets up early anymore. I get up early usually to put a ham or a turkey or something in the oven Cinnamon rolls is one of our traditions. And um, I'll turn the tree on so it's lit up and kind of all magical when everybody wakes up. So either, either late at night or first thing in the morning, I take a picture of our Christmas tree. And I just love the peace. It seems so serene at that time because everybody's still in bed. It's quiet. The room is dark except for the Christmas tree lights. And it just seems so serene. Everything, it's like it's like the calm before the storm, right? Because once they start digging into the presents, it's all over. But it's just this one snapshot of, of peace and quiet of the unwrapped gifts under the tree, right? I just love that. So let's be reminded throughout the season, every time we see a wrapped Christmas present, let that be our reminder to whisper a prayer of thanks to God for his gift of love, his gift to us of Jesus, our Redeemer. I'd like to close with the words of a hymn that also are recorded. Each chapter of this little devotional, this Advent devotional, he ends with um, some verses from 
various hymns. Um, and this one is a hymn by John Wilbur Chapman. Um, I was surprised because when I started reading the lines, I'm like, I know this as a modern day worship song, but it was actually penned sometime in the very late or very early 1900s by John Wilbur Chapman. And these are the lines. These, um, one day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when earth was as dark as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my redeemer is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified, freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day. Makes me want to go listen to that worship song. Um, I hope you found encouragement today. I hope you do go listen to that song. I'm going to. Um, Think about Jesus when you see those gifts all wrapped up with a bow on top, um, with the pretty paper. Think about God's greatest gift to us, his gift of love. Thank you for listening and spending time with me today on the adoption and foster care journey. I hope you were encouraged and inspired by this Advent message. Um, If you enjoyed the show again, please subscribe, follow, leave a review. That would be a great Christmas gift to me. Be sure to find and follow us on social media at Justice for Orphans, as well as you can find and follow me, Sandra Flack. Again, I am so grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today, and I am grateful to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast, brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends so they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.